1: Welcome to Meet the Author, where you can join in on insightful conversations with best-selling and award-winning indie published authors. Your hosts today are Robin Joan, who themselves are indie published authors, book publicists, and paranormal investigators with Tampa Bay Spirits, based in Tampa Bay, Florida. Thanks for dropping by. And now, on with the show.
2: Hi, I'm Rob. And I'm Joan. We're so glad that you're watching tonight, whether you're watching live or you're watching later on or you're listening to the podcast. We're really glad you joined our audience. We appreciate all of you. And we already have two comments. Let me bring you in and then I'll tell you some news. Joe Conjol says, hi, Rob and Joan. Hi, Joe. Marjorie Deering says, happy Wednesday, everyone. Marjorie. CW, I was thinking about you today. Howdy, Robin Joan. How nice are you all doing? <clears throat> um, as you all know, George is always in the audience. George Dismukes, you all know him, author, playwright, screenwriter, animal wrangler, <laughs> movie Ret- actor.
3: Retired Hollywood scriptwriter.
2: Yes. Um, his internet went out today. So he's going to be watching us, hopefully, on his beautiful wife nadine's phone and uh commenting through the phone so rob will be taking his messages and we'll be doing it that way so maybe, that'll be fun that'll maybe be different. psychically
3: yeah maybe you never know yeah
2: connie clary says hello everyone hi connie glad that you're in the audience hey, good to see you
3: so episode rewind this saturday is joseph Caribus, uh episode 101 that's 5 30 uh, p.m eastern time right here where you're watching this show uh next wednesday we have the uh privilege of having author publisher cj peterson on oh uh, from texas sisters press um in this next week same time here uh same place you uh, all know cj right and she's also got the um book world the great escape uh, podcast every wednesday at uh, one o'clock central time so Want to tune into that in the afternoon before you come over here in the evening to to tune into us, yeah. um, Voice of Indie podcast immediately after this show, and at the end of our show there will be a little uh, film that tells you how to get over to their podcast. Yeah, it's such a complicated thing that there has to be film instructions <laughs> on how to get there, but it's you worth know- it to go.
2: Do you know who the guest is tonight? I do not. I don't either. I
3: do not. I saw an ad for it today, but I didn't write it down because I was doing something else. Do you want to tell you a little bit of news? Um, We hit the 45,000 download mark on our audio, (laughs) on the audios. So we're climbing steadily Uh, again. After we left uh, on our two-month vacation, we kind (laughs) of slowed down a little bit, but uh, it's kicked back into high gear. The top eight countries right now, and we want to thank every one of those, uh, the people in those countries for tuning in, and we hope you'll continue to tune in. Uh, Number eight is Hong Kong. Number seven is Bangladesh. Number six is the UK. Come on, UK, step it up there. (laughs) Number Number five is India. Number four is Canada. Number three, believe it or not, is South Africa. And number two is Australia. And they're they're carrying about 10% of our, our shows right now. Yeah,
2: so. I know what that is. That's Paul Rushworth Brown.
3: Yeah. And, Thanks, uh, Paul. Thank you, Paul. And that's uh US, of course, is number one. Um
2: just a minute. Connie Cleary says, Hey, thank you. Glad to see you too. CW Hawes said, Yay. Joe Congel says, Congrats. <laughs> Which thank you. Thank you. And Paul Hollis says, Hi, Robin Joan. Hi, Hi Paul. Brian. Glad that you're in the The uh, audience, George Dismukes, you didn't hear. I don't know if you were on already, but he's going to be watching us on his telephone. His internet was knocked out. Well, he probably told you that already.
3: Anyway, in the news, uh, this Monday, uh, we have the release of the Magnolia Bluff Crime Chronicles, book 18 is the next installment in that series. And the Monday. It's 10 million ways to die by none other than CW C. Haas.
2: And, uh, Yay, CW, exciting.
3: Um, and then uh, hopefully by, uh, and Paul, you probably know better than we do, uh, Return of the Jaguar, the fourth book in George Dismukes' Jaguar series, uh, is he was hoping late October, let's say late October, early November, Uh, we can expect that and i've already read a portion of it and it's really good
2: it is really good joe congel says looking forward to cw's book yes so are we so are we Yep. i mean i'm really looking forward to that two of my favorite characters are in that book all right ember and harry
3: right so anything else you want to chat about
2: nope i don't think so i think our guests probably would rather come Forward Dennis Would you to like Jenny. to introduce?
3: Them?
2: <laughs> yeah, tonight we have Jeffrey Neil Kippel and Mindy Heather Blackstein, the formidable duo behind Amazon's number one best-selling series, The Ridiculous. They're not only successful authors, but also fervent advocates of self-love and wellness.
3: Now, we did talk to them before the show, and we did not find them ridiculous. No, no, <laughs> they seem to be very sensible and very nice. So welcome them to our stage here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, George did say I'm here by proxy. He's keeping us posted on his uh, on his phone. Okay. So how are you guys tonight?
4: Uh, we're good. Thank you so much for having us.
3: Yeah. Thank you for coming along for the ride.
2: Yeah. Because otherwise it would be just us talking and nobody yeah, wants to. Nobody use. wants that. That's,
3: <laughs> I think that's a little old. <laughs>
2: So tell us how you came about being authors what's the road that brought you to this point
4: the road great question um, yeah
1: it's different for both of us
4: it it is <laughs> so for me i okay. started writing uh this book uh when i was in my mid-teens around 16 or so uh, and i started writing it because i loved douglas adams and the book stopped from douglas adams he was no longer with us and Uh, I wanted the the story of Hitchhiker's Guide to continue, so I created my own world with that. And I always came back to either writing a bit more to the chapters or to the book throughout my life and throughout my career when I needed my own pick-me-up, where I had inspiration to do so. And uh, it was when the world sort of locked down. Uh, Mindy had really suggested and challenged me and inspired me to go back to Finishing a, a passion project that I always wanted to finish. Uh, so that got finished up with Mindy's help as being uh, sort of the development editor and coming on and helping to steer it in the right way. Uh, now you want to jump in.
1: Oh, yeah. So, so that was his story. Mine was, it was just by happenstance. He just, I happen to be an editor and uh, I like uh, working with words. And um, he asked me to read his book and we. I had some suggestions and um, we just ended up like merging and writing it together. So that's how I became an author.
2: Awesome. And did you enjoy that process? So, yeah,
1: go ahead. (laughs) It was, yes and no. Like the (laughs) beginning part was a bit of a learning curve. So we had to learn how to work together and how to make it um, so that we were both happy and that we were enjoying the process. So once we got through that, now it's like really enjoyable and just writing itself, I find I really enjoy. So, yes. yeah.
2: Good. Good.
4: It was a process. <laughs>
0: it is, it
2: right. is a process and uh, especially. Editing your yourself constantly is quite a process i mean it's not like you write a chapter and you're thrilled with it no 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 you have to change it
4: yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's where my most resistance has been (laughs) it must
2: be done however
3: (laughs) definitely a challenge
2: and speaking of australia here's paul rushworth brown hi robin hello paul down under down under we were just saying which
3: uh, Australia is number two number on our downloads, two on uh, downloads uh, Paul. Paul, thank we're you very sure much for We're sure that's there.
2: due in large part to you, so thanks. <clears throat> anyway, he gives us a lot of press in Australia. <laughs> cool. Very nice. It is very nice. All right, sorry to interrupt you, but go ahead. So uh, you started writing a sci-fi book, right, when you were in your teens? Is that...
4: Yeah, it, it was sci-fi comedy, and... Uh, what we did when we really connected and, and figured out the pattern of how to work together successfully, we, we really uh, embedded a lot of messaging of self help and self love and empowerment within it. Uh, so that way, we can deliver a message that is more than the book itself, it's a bigger message, and deliver it through comedy. Uh, our, our background is in fitness, so it was let's approach this in a different way that can bring a, a much wider audience into an awareness of that. And even the entire audience uh, who is, uh, you know, really dedicated to the sci-fi genre, whether it's movies or, or book, and be able to also give like some guidance on some things that you could do to feel better and just embed it in a subtle way so that if uh, someone's not open to it, it's just a funny story, a funny joke or whatever it is. And if they are, then they'll get that aha. Uh-huh.
2: Aha uh-huh moment, yeah. well. For those of you who haven't read, I assume there are some people that haven't read A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That is a book within a book. And they both have the same name. So it's a really funny book all the way around. Never mind who the characters are and how they're dressed. It's all just (laughs) really wonderful. (laughs) One of my favorite books. Yeah, For me, that was the
4: book that when I realized, like, you can laugh out loud from reading something.
2: Right. Uh, that's
4: really cool. And, and that time, you know, I was in, in school, so you had to be careful where you could laugh out loud. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, people can do that. And then when yeah. I started writing, I I was laughing out loud when I was writing it, and my friends Good. were laughing when they read it. So it made it like that power of laughter is a is a really strong connection and does so many great things for the body.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: Do you feel like your writing is uh uh your series is for all ages or is there geared toward any specific age?
4: That's a great question. Yeah. And, and what we've been finding is it's, it's reaching different age categories. So uh, we're finding parents like reading it to their young kids because there's all kinds of fun characters, so fun voices and the audiobook book too. Uh, we're finding that uh, the generation of people who remembered Hitchhikers and enjoyed Monty Python, there's the nostalgia end. Them to read this. So that allows it to allow them to read it and then to read it to their kids that introduces them to that genre as well. Uh, so we're getting kind of all over the place and uh, some are, you know, enter it because they're looking for a different kind of self-help book instead of, uh, you know, the, the, the norm. Here's, here's a funny story that's gonna guide you in a different way.
2: Ah, excellent, really excellent yeah, so it's really a book for all ages, yeah, yeah. Anyone that is drawn to that type of book have have fun. But see, I think that's true of any book, really you know i I've read a lot of young adult books. I enjoy reading young adult books and you know, and look at some of the talk about sci-fi. some of the great sci-fi books have turned into movies that now everybody's seen, and they were young adult books. Yeah, you know?
4: yeah and I think what's exciting for me too is uh, a lot of people who you know have read it and commented back is uh, they're, they start with I know I never read sci-fi or I'm not open to that that was even that was me yeah you know I'm not into that <laughs> and I really love this and it took me on a journey so you know in that way we've introduced somebody new into the world of sci-fi and yeah. when they start I, what movies and stuff like that fall in that, you know, they realize, oh, I do watch science fiction.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a very thin line, I think, a, a broad line between fantasy and science fiction. Anyway, you can you know, they can each have a little bit of both. You know, some people even say that our books have science fiction, but they don't there. It's all true technical stuff. It's just crazy stuff. Um, so Joe Conjol says so Jeff did you write the whole book and Mindy edited or did you both write and edit
4: uh so as we perfected the way to work together uh I would write the initial chapter I read it to Mindy so that was my first audience on it uh then Mindy would uh go in and perfect it add the layers make sure that the, the jokes were all hitting and, and, the, and the structure was done right and the developmental part was being carried out, then Mindy would read it to me. And now I take that and now together we'll make any changes and then do another run. Well, many other runs. <laughs> yeah,
1: and I'll just add to that, that because I was editing it and I had to like layer in the jokes, and make things kind of all connect at different points in the book. I did end up writing large chunks of it, so, um, but it was all in, interspersed with what Jeff had already written.
2: Interesting. And how I know that you have book number two and book number three lined up, ready to go in the future. Um, it, has the process been the same for those books, or did you find the process changed as you, you know, grew together as authors?
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW avoid We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: Book two, the process has been like smoother than the book one.
0: You yeah. know
4: where it became complicated? Not complicated. Uh, just it took longer. With book one, we, we wrote it. We did it. And then we said, okay, this is great. Well, I said it's great after the first draft. <laughs> Keep going. And it's like, we have to read it again? Uh-huh. <laughs> back and forth. Yes, we have to read it. No, I don't want to read it again. Yes, you have. To. <laughs> and when we had uh the audiobook done, now we had a, a somebody else who's now reading it and giving some of their comments and suggestions, and then we we're hearing it from a different set of, you know, eyes and ears and everything else, and then went back and tweaked it again. And then it went back to the audio person again and then back. So that process took a lot longer because of the way we, we did it. Uh, but yeah, we, we perfected it a lot better. And book two is uh, part uh, probably halfway or three quarters edited. I think book three will, will be even smoother. <laughs>
2: Paul Hollis, who's in the audience tonight, um, said one time that after you've edited it 3,000 times, you're really sick of the book. <laughs> and that's... Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the truth. But then years go by and you reread it again and you go, well, that was pretty good. Was nice, so bad. <laughs> Chris <laughs> in the audience. Hello, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, he there. says, hello, everyone. We're glad that you're here. <laughs> yes. So it is quite a process, right? It, our process is a little bit like that, what you said, except that we both write. We both author and we both edit. So... You know, we have to go back and forth about what we want to finally end up with. So I yeah. suppose it does take longer than if you're writing by yourself. But I appreciate it better because you just said something that we do, which is we read it to each other. Yeah. And you pick up things that you don't pick up you go, if you're all minute. by yourself.
3: He was wearing a tie in uh, five paragraphs <laughs> ago, but he's not wearing one now. What's going on? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. I, obviously, yeah. and, then, and then Hi. if you realize,
4: well... Let's keep that. Well, then someone has to go back and rewrite that section again. Right. So that's, that's right. A, yeah,
2: that's, yeah. Right. that's exactly right. That's what happens. It's hap- It happened for us often. Yeah. Joe Conjol says, what type of marketing are you doing for the book? Anything particular that works better than other types of marketing?
4: Yeah. Great question. We're experimenting in all kinds of different things yeah. because we haven't found exactly what works. One of the things that we're doing now is we're, we're building a, a companion community online and as an app so that when people read the book and if there's specific actions and, and things that can be takeaways, now there's a community with experts in everything from wellness to empowerment to creativity who can guide them on the ways that they can you know be better as, as a human or perfect their craft and things like that. So that's a different type of marketing that we're doing. I think one of the best things that we've seen uh, that there's two. One is doing shows, being on, being out there, uh, and being able to get the message out in a different way. And it's not just about read my book and here's the one tagline. It's people getting to know who you are.
2: Exactly.
4: Uh, right. Uh, and uh, Amazon uh, doing advertising on Amazon, uh, I believe, has helped a lot too.
1: Um, and I'll add in one more thing. We also went to bookstores and by actually walking in to, you know, the independent ones, they're excited to have people walk in and show them their book. And because now they have the opportunity to decide to buy it and now they're, they carry it there. So we found that that was a really good strategy to just like be bold and go in and just talk to the people there.
4: And, and uh, this summer we did a whole bunch of markets. Uh, so all kinds of different festivals and, and stuff like that. And that was great because you're talking to people directly.
2: I know. Um, and,
4: and, you know, maybe we'd go up to people and show the book and we wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and they oh, oh, that's cool. And then we found out were very supportive of that. Just understanding, hey, yeah, we wrote this. We're the author. Yeah, we'll sign it for you. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. So it's just always looking outside the box and doing different things. I think is best.
2: We just found one of our books for sale. Online that we had signed years ago. I mean, years ago. And it's selling for $65, the paperback, because wow. it's signed by both of us. And we were like, oh, wow. that's very <laughs> cool. if,
3: if they hold on to it long enough,
2: <laughs> that's going to be, be
3: really cheap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to take
3: a break uh, and hear from our. Uh, Give you guys a word from our sponsors. So if you'll hang on for a few minutes, don't go away, folks. We'll come back and uh...
2: Yeah, but I just wanted to say oh. if anyone wants a signed book, we'll oh, do yeah. it a lot cheaper. We'll do
3: it a lot less than that. Yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> sure. <mind>. Forty five. <laughs> that was a joke.
3: Yeah, no <laughs> okay. So don't go away folks. We'll be right back.
5: It's nineteen nineteen and Eric Laska returns from the war in Europe. Two new enemies await him in the small coal mining town he calls home. One is a threat to his relationship with Rebecca, the love of his life. The other, a bloodthirsty beast, is stalking the mining town residents. The townspeople suspect Eric of one of the killings. An old man and Rebecca's 11-year-old sister have seen the beast, but only Eric Believes their story. To protect the town and clear his name, he's forced to prove the werewolf exists. Available on Amazon. The Horror Within by Marjorie Swift Doring. Paradise, my prison. Charlie Flint awakens from a deep sleep and finds himself alone on a tropical beach surrounded by a palm tree jungle and exotic animals. He cannot remember who he is or anything about his life. First he must find food and build shelter and protect himself from hidden dangers. As his memory gradually returns, it reveals what a very flawed person he is. A man who made too many mistakes, made too many enemies. The implications of the truth are staggering. How did Charlie get there? And will he save himself? Paradise My Prison is the riveting new suspense thriller from retired Hollywood scriptwriter George Dismukes. Paradise My Prison by George Dismukes is available in jacketed hardcover, softcover, and all ebook formats worldwide. Madison Jackson loved being a cop. A young girl is raped and murdered near Burnett Reservoir. Madison vows to get justice for the child. Madison travels to the heart of Mexican cartel country. She is kidnapped, tortured. Will Madison ever make it home? Justice by Kelly Marshall only at Amazon.com.
3: And we're back.
2: Yes. Hello. Hello. Well <laughs>
3: So on your on your um, audiobook, um, does the narrator do all different different voices for you guys?
4: Oh yeah. So uh, we put out an audition on Audible. Uh uh, you know, saying we wanted British uh, voice and uh, uh, in the style of hitchhikers and Monty Python and all that. We had about 100 people who auditioned for it. And uh, the voices and everything were amazing. But this one guy, Alan Irving, I just stood above. And, yeah, he does uh, all the voices. And there's actually a few scenes where there's, like, the six characters all together in conversation. <laughs> oh. And it's just so, it's awesome. And there's all
2: different voices? Oh, that's that's challenging. That
4: is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: That's talented to be able to remember which one you're, which voice belongs to which character. I, I couldn't do it.
3: No. Yeah. I have trouble yeah. remembering <laughs> my own voice, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: when,
1: when we do readings, I can't remember the voices that I'm doing for the characters, so they sometimes change mid-character. <laughs>
3: <laughs> George Dismukes says, uh, I'm going to write a book to market here and in Australia and call it Possum on the Barbie. <laughs>
2: Classic George Disney. Okay, George.
3: Thank you, George.
2: Possum awesome. awesome Possum on the Barbie.
3: I don't, ah. Do you
2: have possums in Australia? Paul, I'm not sure. Any, anyway. I don't know. They have some really crazy things there, but I don't know. They do. I don't they know do. if they have possums. Sorry. I was gonna say, why don't we have you do your reading? Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's- okay,
3: that's
4: a good segue. <laughs> that's a
3: good time, right?
2: Yeah, pause them on the Barbie to no, reading. We're talking
3: work? about voices on the audiobook and all that.
4: Yeah, yeah. So uh,
2: we'll. You read don't you. have to do all the voices. Yes, you do. No. Well, do we'll whatever have. makes you comfortable. Yeah, yeah, Understand. we'll
4: have fun. Uh, so this is uh, the opening uh, uh, scene in uh, of the book. Uh, so the book again is called The Ridiculous. Uh, this is chapter one, called Sweets and, and Rhino right. Kickers. Hey guys. Uh from the distant star of Koselner he traveled why? who knows (laughs) but that's not the point at least not right now and actually it wasn't even a star it was a planet his for 3 billion galactic years and 9.2 megaseconds his ship careened across the somewhat vast universe turning left here and right there and looping around some delphic spagnoids every so often all in all it was smooth trekking. Well, besides the mishap near the Algernon sector, <laughs> uh, which we get into right now. His journey would have been a lot shorter had he not stopped in at Joe's Galactic Bar. But who could blame him? With all the advertising that Joe has been doing lately, he wouldn't be surprised if a corn char actually stopped by. You know the slogan. No party's complete without a corn char. Why not stop in and try Joe's Galactic Bar? What the hay horse is a cornstar? the space traveler thought, as he came within a safe distance of the place. Anyway, he decided, why not? And stepped in for several streets and a shot of his favorite drink, the, the Rhino Kicker. Kicker. This strange and bizarre sort of alcoholic substance got its name during the age the of bartenders. bartenders. It's much like one of the old and age soft drinks called Briosa, which was banned under Section 77.56 of the Living Rights Act. Supplement 999.887.172.31.457-Q. Unlike Briosa, though, it's claimed that 3.289 seconds after tasting the Rhino Kicker, one would kick its legs back in some sort of dance and charge something, usually a brick wall scream singing,
2: Rhino! Rhino! Rhino!
1: Rhino!"
4: Apparently, the drink was smoking. The rhino kicker has no such effect on Serbanan, although he has claimed to have hallucinated packs of rhinos kicking dance moves around his head. He was quite delighted, actually. With drink in hand, Serbanan was now able to sit back for a moment, finally free to get acquainted with his beverage. He wanted to get in touch with his feelings, or at least tried it. He'd been through a lot these last few hours. Hmm, these last few weeks. No, months, no, years, no. Hmm, actually, to be safe, these last few decades. Now is the time to set things straight, he decided. At least attain some quasi-fashion of existence. And if that didn't work, well, he'd have to wreak havoc. Maybe even disrupt flight schedules just to get everyone to experience airport food on a continuous loop, across all known galaxies. And then, to really confuse people, maybe he'd get planes flying to the same destination. One giant love fest. Actually, mm. one giant love fest where the only law is to love yourself. Oh, wow. wow, wouldn't that be nice? Or maybe he'd just brush his teeth. Decisions, decisions. <laughs> hmm, Well, each scenario is fulfilling in various ways, only one would leave him with that tingly m- Ah.
1: Where
4: are y'all, sir? asked something sitting on the bar stool beside him. Serpentan wanted to answer the fuzzy creature, but he couldn't find its head anywhere. He didn't want to embarrass it by speaking to the wrong part of its body, so he just ignored it.
1: Have you been drinking the dip Bunker? Or are you just ignoring me?
4: It asked, slightly annoyed. The voice appeared to be coming from the thing's foot, so going on speculation... Serbanan spoke to his foot.
3: "Uh, Sorry,
4: I, um, I didn't hear you. Actually, I thought I heard a pack of dancing rhinos coming this way, so I got scared and turned off my hearing senses. Serbanan was quite pleased with this ingenious story, especially the part about turning off his hearing senses, as if he could do that with any degree of accuracy. Serbanan had hoped that his words were enough to turn this creature off and make it go away. But he had no such luck. It just sat there, as if assessing the situation, trying to figure out the best possible course of action. This seemed to be going on for close to an eternity. Then, right when Serbanan thought enough time had passed and he could turn away, it spoke.
1: Oh, I see you've been drinking the Rhino Kicker. Never let the drink myself used to wake up with bumps on top of bumps on top of bumps and brick shavings lodged into the forehead, which, of course, made it very painful to walk.
4: After that short but meaningful exchange of words, both speakers decided it would be in their best interest to disregard the conversation mm-hmm. and pretend it never existed. And we'll <laughs> break there.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Very that's... reminiscent of... Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wait a minute. (laughs) Um, Looking. There we go. Here, we'll put this up. (laughs) The The Ridiculous ridiculous Book book. One. We can be on the lookout for Book Two and Book Three. Yes. Well, that was interesting. (laughs) It really is very reminiscent of Hitchhiker's Guide. It is. And we love Monty Python. We're old enough to be around to love Monty Python. (laughs)
3: Cool.
2: Joe Conjol said, what a fun reading. Love it. They gave CW a run for his (laughs) money, LOL. (laughs) They did. did. (laughs) And Chris Christmas says, funny stuff. He mentioned CW because um, CW read his book last time we were on in
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> cool.
2: But you did have the advantage of being two of you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Which helped. <laughs> Why
0: don't we tell
3: everyone where we can
2: reach them? Yeah. Okay. All right. So
3: if you want to reach... um, Jeff and Mindy, their website is www.actridiculous.com. That's A-C-T-R-I-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S.com. And what else we got here? Email. You could write them an email also at actridiculous at gmail.com. And we'll go ahead and do our book giveaway. So everybody get ready, start typing. The first three people to email actridiculous at gmail.com will win an ebook copy of The Ridiculous Book 1.
4: Uh And
3: Jeff and Mindy will come to your house and read to you. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. That's That's ridiculous.
2: (laughs) That That is ridiculous. ridiculous.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to happen,
2: folks. (laughs) So I noticed right off the bat, though, that you brought in feelings right away in the first chapter and so go ahead
4: it expands on that you know we talk about nutrition and you know uh different types of you know tricks that you can do when you're eating to you know have better nutrition and and feel better so we just embed these things uh, you know throughout Uh, and it it made it fun because it made it uh you know we would make sure like mindy's very particular on this like every word needs to be perfect i
1: that's why we keep re-editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay with
4: it <laughs> in a certain but so we're making sure that you know we're we're carrying messages throughout, that every paragraph has something that we're doing, either to, to make someone laugh or to make somebody think differently.
2: Uh-huh. And uplifting. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed mm-hmm. that you um that you talked about you have um bodybuilding and natural bodybuilding regime and Mindfulness, do either one of you practice yoga or either one of you a yogi?
4: Uh, yeah, we practice yoga. I haven't for, for a little bit, but yes, we do. And yeah, we're, we're active in, you know, being in, in the fitness uh, sort of mindset of, you know, overall uh, wellness. And, and that's the, the big key message that our, our message is, and we've been in the industry for, for quite some time, is to get people to realize that being fit and being happy is more than just that outward appearance. It's more than just strength and, and looks. It It's the internal. It's about mental and emotional and spiritual. And it's about being happy from the inside out, mind to heart, you know, head to toe.
1: Yeah. So we came from the bodybuilding world, world and the fitness model search world. And um, we were much more into, like, uh, fitness as, like, a strict re- regimen rather than it being just, like, whatever we're kind of guided to do. And now we, fitness means something completely different to us. And so we actually have um, a saying, it's called, uh, to rethink fitness, to envy body proud. Because if you're body proud, then you're taking actions that feel good for you and are good for your body. And then you start to see results once you do them regularly. So our whole mindset has shifted on the bodybuilding world and on the fitness world. And Um, We spent years learning from experts, actually traveling the world and being mentored personally by people who have discovered new things and innovators. And all of those messages we embedded into the book because, um, or into the series, because we recognize from our past in the bodybuilding world that um, people mistakenly think that if you look like a superhero, you also feel like one. And so that's really our message.
2: And for sure, that is not the truth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it's the same thing as it's it's the same thing as people thinking that money would solve all their problems. Right. And till they have all that money, and they still have all the same problems. So, right. <laughs> then that's, what do you do?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the mindset and meditation, and you go to the strategies that help you feel good. And there are
2: yeah. things that work. Mm-hmm. There are. I mean, I think everybody has to follow their own path and get there. But, yeah, I do think that there's things that work. I, we've actually been on the planet long enough that we're at a place where we're pretty comfortable. <laughs> so, but it was a bumpy ride. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you learn from the bumps.
2: You should. Some people don't, (laughs) but it's a much better ride if you do.
1: Yeah, you just have to choose to. And if you choose to, you can.
2: Exactly. And we all have free will and we can all choose that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we are definitely all the captain of our own ship and we can't blame anybody else for anything. (laughs) We have to own it. and Once you can do that, I think it goes a lot better for you. C.W. Haas says you have to be your own best friend. That's right, C.W., and that's probably the most difficult thing in the world is to be your own best friend. Yeah. I think it's much easier to be somebody else's best friend. It's funny.
3: Joe asked this question. They kind of answered it, but. Yeah. What? Uh, right here. Okay. Outlining. Uh, Joe asked this earlier. Did you outline or plan out the whole book ahead of time, or are you a pantser? Um, Uh, Uh,
4: it's more working off that inspirational download Uh, and what's cool is I don't know what I'm writing until it's all it's finished so I'm hearing the story for the first time you know as as it's coming up uh, when the books were written we knew some of the objectives or some of the messages that we wanted to put in but the story developed itself on, on the way no idea how it was going to end. Same with book two and book three, it just sort of uh, step into the world of imagination, get into that, you know, that right place and just let it flow. What I have found, and this doesn't mean it's true for for everyone because everyone does it a different way, is if you just allow the focus to be in that creative part of your brain without the focus being on the analytical side of your brain, it's a different experience and, you know, reading a lot of different posts from authors where they get to that point of, uh, they don't know what to write, they can't write, they've got wires block, etc. A lot of them fall into that uh, portion of, it's based around how many words they need to write in that day. And if you just are doing that, and then always checking to you know, did I, did I hit it? Okay, I'm at 421. Okay, I need to get to 600. That's a, you're going out of creative into analytical. You're going from right brain to left brain if you just stay in that moment and just get to that then the story becomes more clear at least for us
2: so joe answer (laughs) we're pantsers also (laughs) the characters write the book it's like and when you try to make them go someplace they don't want to go you have to change direction because they're not going to go there. Well, we've got to go somewhere. Our, ours actually fought back. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They do, don't when they? you try to make them do what they want to do, they're not going to do that.
3: Well, okay, we're okay. all going to go to a commercial right now. So you <laughs> <laughs> can fight it if you want to, but I've got the button. So here we go. Stay tuned, you guys.
1: Many secrets are hidden within the darkness of the jungle. Behold, this one about a man, a woman, a black jaguar, and an ancient Maya legend. Two Faces of the Jaguar is a novel by George Dismukes that will take you deep into the jungle and capture your imagination until the last word. Two Faces of the Jaguar is but one of a trilogy Two Faces of the Jaguar, where only the adventurous dare to read.
2: Two Faces of the Jaguar, The Lost City, and The Jaguar's Quest are available on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and many other bookseller websites. Two Faces of the Jaguar, the book people are talking about. Get your copy today. The clock is ticking. Can Gracie uncover the truth?
5: Philip Pliant is the wealthy opportunist plastics dealer and CEO of Pliant Industries. He's also a master thief, creating a pervasive threat to the manufacturing infrastructure in the Caribbean Islands markets. With the cartel as his stealth client, the naive city leaders have been seduced, enabling the production of more than three-dimensional building materials. The expected profits are monstrous. Is the art group? Now led by Gracie and the family heirs strong enough to win against this predator? Can JJ's cats act on the root cause analysis in time? Will Gracie be able to squash Pliant and the cartels?
2: Gracie never considered their lives would hang in the balance. The clock is ticking. Five, four, three.
3: And we're back. Yes.
2: They always kind of end abruptly, the commercials.
3: Huh? <laughs> they've got a mind of their own. So
2: when you were into bodybuilding, you actually did weightlifting and all that kind, kind of thing or
1: yes, yeah. no.
4: So I I had the, the desire for us was to uh, change the industry and provide a different pathway for those who wanted to train naturally, meaning without the use of drugs, uh, Uh, and steroids Uh, uh, so to do that you know we both became the product too. Uh, Mindy, you know went through her transformation to be as a fitness model and you know appeared on magazines and and things like that I I went through the process to get my physique to compete so we learned the industry that way so you know competed on on that end of it and then we, we ran events we ran hundreds of events all around the world which Was cool because we got to travel and and experience different things. We did TV shows, you know, and all over the world also, and published magazines, and all that was to give people that ability to say, you know, what I want to make a change. So then, why don't you then set a goal and use the stage as a way to draw you towards that goal? Now visualize that. Now see what you can become, and then uh, go do it. And You know, through our career, we've celebrated somewhere between 15 and 20,000 people who did that process and went through it. And then, you know, inspired millions of people, you know, to make change also. So it was very cool. So it was, we were in the industry, we weren't that we were uh, training athletes, but we were guiding athletes on what to do to get their physique, you know, to where they need to go or how to market themselves. So, uh, but yeah, we always stayed active, you know, working out but that's changed over time too. Like many were saying, you know, we much more focus on on core uh, fitness and uh, different uh, strengths. And you were asking about yoga and, you know, there's so many different disciplines uh, mm-hmm. that to get you to where you need to go. And if you also embed it with the mindset and you, you ignite that, amazing thing is gonna happen.
2: Oh, that is really inspiring. That's, that's really great, especially yeah. natural bodybuilding and in, instead of, you know, all of these kids taking steroids and, and that's, that's not good. It never ends well yeah, for them, sure. you know, just doesn't
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: just seen too many kids go off the rails with, with trying to do that. It's really, really hard. But so that's, that's really, that's really good. And to be happy with what you can do through a natural bodybuilding, right? Which is different, looks different than if you're taking steroids.
4: Yeah, it, it, it certainly does. Yeah. Yes. And,
2: and so it's good to get that image out there as this is a great image, right? This is, this is what you should be working for. And so that's really admirable i mean you said you reached 15 to twenty thousand people who then reached other people yeah that's yeah. exciting
4: yeah
1: yeah Thank you. yeah it pretty much like ignited a culture and like a it was like a niche it was uh it grew like exponentially and uh it's still going strong now the whole industry
2: are you still involved in that
4: we're or- it, uh, from a different standpoint now Mm-hmm. Um, be able to uh, bring people together into community uh, where they can uh, learn from or get inspired by the experts that have information and insights and, uh, uh, and innovations to share to help people on that journey. So we're, we're approaching it from a different standpoint, not running the events, but giving just the right pathways. Uh, a lot of people just don't know where to, to start. And if you just rely on social media, and follow someone because they're a star, they're in a TV show, in a magazine, doesn't mean that they're fully educated to share that that information. And <laughs> together uh, in a community that was really about wholesome products and proven methods and authenticated role models that are based on accountability, authenticity, and, and
1: transparency.
2: Yeah, that's really good. Good stuff. Really, yeah. is excellent.
1: Yes, yeah, so basically. We're going from bodybuilding and we're saying beyond bodybuilding, it's about being body proud. And we're giving people all the actions and the tools and the experts and the recognition for taking those steps and actually having that kind of mindset shift and going, wow, I love how I feel. I feel great or I walk by and I was so proud of myself, you know, and catching these moments. So we're giving people these little uh, steps on their journey that they can take so that they actually have those types of thoughts and feelings.
4: And, and we're, we're translating that also to uh, authors and musicians, because if you understand how you can get yourself into that in-the-moment space, well, if you can do that, the output you're going to do is so much stronger. You're going to get so much more done, maybe in a more compressed time, but you're going to enjoy that process. But how do you get to that state? Well, you got to take some baby steps because you can't just jump forward, uh, you know, and how are you going to choose the environment where you're writing? What is the whole um, mental health aspect of it, of making it something that's positive and empowering that you're doing and how to get into that place? So we want to be able to show anybody from whatever background or age or, or abilities that you can be happy, you can be fit. It's, just, it's a process. How do you do it and what's important to you?
3: Have you considered writing a guide or
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.
3: To help people that way yeah. in the industry.
2: Other through ridiculous other, other than... Uh, <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. Well, two things. We do have a book that's already in the works on that. Yeah, it's and-
4: called uh, uh, Rethink Fit to Be Body Proud. And it, okay. You know, a guy, it's, it's a bit of our journey and, uh, you know, how we help shape the industry. But also, here, here's a toolkit.
2: There you go. Oh, great. That's and, good.
4: And the community that we're building yeah. is that. It's like it's a living guide.
1: So it's not just us who's telling the information, it's all these experts who are the ones who are leading the industries. Yeah, and giving- Excellent. People some- yes. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Thank you. The
2: people who can speak to nutrition and and different aspects like that.
4: Yeah, it, the community itself is mm-hmm. a gamified community, which yeah. means people are rewarded for taking good for me actions. Uh, they earn badges, they go on missions, they earn points and all that kind of stuff. And it's really just by doing things to help yourself, and having an accountability partner, and using that gamification as accountability. And now people are more apt to stay engaged and go on their journey because they know that there's somewhere that they can keep
1: track of that. And uh,
2: (laughs) prizes. Go ahead. Did you finish your thoughts, Mindy?
1: Um, I can continue, but yeah, I did. But yeah, it's prizes, Like even for your audience. People give away books and things like that because we want people to get into a state where they can just kind of like be in the flow and not have worry and you know all that kind of stuff going on. So to get immersed in a book, that's something great for people to get into. And a lot of people aren't reading these days and we want to ignite people to inspire right. them so they can right. pick up a book again.
2: We do too. We do
1: too.
2: <laughs> Joe Congel said, did you win any awards as bodybuilders?
4: Uh, when I competed, I was in the top 10 in the natural universe. Uh, that was many, many years ago. But we were the ones giving out the prizes yeah. uh, because we ran events. Uh, typically, I was the head judge, uh, the physique judge for the panel. Mindy operated the, the, the backstage. Uh, and we're the ones who awarded the, the people who competed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope that answers.
3: I- you probably wouldn't have wanted to give yourself a, an award. It probably wouldn't have looked right.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
2: but as what you're really talking about, though, is that you should be awarding yourself for every step of the way. You know,
1: yeah. celebrating yourself.
2: Yeah. Yep. Giving yourself a medal. <laughs> yeah.
4: and it, it it really is, even if it's a tiny little thing you know set a goal if you can do that consecutively for whatever period of time and you reach that then reward yourself with something uh mm-hmm. even if it's something really teeny because there's a psychological aspect to that oh wow i did this i got an award okay well what's next maybe the next mm-hmm. award will be bigger but maybe the award is i feel great
2: mm-hmm. right. right that's how we train our dog <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. and i'm not kidding she does many things because of the reward at the end and even in for her though, it's like good job or you're a good girl um, is a reward for her and she likes to yeah. hear that and we'll do things so like you said it doesn't have to be a big deal, yeah. though she does like her TREATs I'm not going to say no, that I'm sitting right here and then there'll be heck to pay. Marjorie Deering said, Whatever the two of you are doing, it must be working. Maybe it's just me, but each of you All exude joy. I suspect you're each other's yin and yang. Yeah, thank ying. you. That's
4: awesome. uh, yeah, that's really cool. That's sweet to read. Uh, yeah, we've been together for, well, we met in 1999. So we've been together for a
2: few. <laughs> Did you party like it was 1999? I'm sorry. It had mm, to be said. said. Somebody, somebody had to somebody say it. To I'm say it. it. <laughs> I know. 1999 well good we've been together 47 years
4: wow that's amazing
2: i know (laughs) (laughs) it is amazing amazing. (laughs) it's been great i wouldn't be who i am without him and that's amazing
3: same here yeah i know i wouldn't be the same without me (laughs) <laughs> no, no, without you. <laughs>
2: and that's been my life for 47 Ba-dum, years. Boom. Dead jokes all day long.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> well, before we uh, wind up here, I did want to ask you about your publishing um, experience, um, publishing your book and, and your audio book. How did you find that? Uh, did you find that to be easy? Or how did how, what kind of uh, experience did you have?
1: Well, other than the mistake we made.
4: <laughs> well, I mean, we, we grew with it. I mean, uh, when the first book, that so the first version of the book, uh, at that at that time, I thought, I could do everything. <laughs> so it, the cover was a picture I had taken. It was you know, a nice
1: picture. It was a nice
4: picture, <laughs> but it, it wasn't what it needed to be. It was when, uh, like in any business, when you're able to let go and say, okay, I'm good at these certain things, if I can gather experts around me and expert doesn't mean that it has to cost a tremendous amount of money Uh, and so we found someone on on Fiverr and you know found the right person to do the cover Uh, at the beginning I thought well I could do the audiobook and you know we found the right person to do that so we just had to go through those phases Uh, at first I can do the uh, the formatting and that's easy you just click this button right and then we you know got someone to format it (laughs) (laughs) and then You know, we relied on a few other things, which were really, really helpful uh, for any author that's starting out. Is uh, we we hired someone from Fiverr that had experience uh, writing the the description. Because for us, that was hard to be able to do because we're so close to it. It was, you know, having somebody else be able to do that and write that description, which to us was a really, really big help. So it was just relying on people that are expert in what they do and have them, you know, and seek that guidance. Uh, but the process itself, it's just lengthy. It, it's a lot of work. It's you finish writing the book and it's not like, oh, it's done, yay, <laughs> yay. But there's all the other steps along the way yeah. now, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's its learning that, oh, you have to do formatting. Otherwise, it's going to look like this. And, you know, this is the way to do it. Uh, so, yeah, that was a learning curve and it, it still is.
1: And then we had another learning curve because we misdirected the link for the book sale for book one, which is out, and it went to book two. So it told everyone who went to go buy it that it's no longer in stock.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> a little, yeah, that
1: was a little hit up. <laughs>
4: so we've learned a number of things along the way.
2: <laughs>
3: well, like you said, it's a learning process. So yeah. yeah, Yeah. And things change too. I mean, as far as the way they do things change. So by the time you do book two and book three, you're probably going to run into different, different roadblocks. Yeah, <clears throat> different things. Yeah, along keeps the, way.
2: Change, the industry yeah. is changing rapidly. Technology is changing, and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. so. And you know, like Paul Hollis had said the other day, when when he first was writing and we were first writing, Amazon had a million books listed, and now they have thirty-two million. It's a whole different. <laughs> Whole different game than it used to be, yeah, yeah, and even being with the publisher now is different than it used to be. You it just isn't like it used to be years ago. Publisher really doesn't do anything, you have to do your own marketing. We have New York Times bestsellers on our show that are doing their own marketing. <laughs> yeah. kind of sad, I know <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad is. state of affairs, <laughs> they get a hundred thousand dollars up front to write the book, but. And they and the publishers do some marketing, but they have to get out there and, and book all their own shows on podcasts and you know get themselves in the paper and you know they some of them have enough money to hire handlers who do all that agents that do their TV appearances and agents that do, you know, different aspects of it, but they're still doing it themselves, which is disheartening if you want to know the truth. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we could (laughs) you know reach that point where somebody else would do all that stuff but that is never going to (laughs) happen i think that's hard for new authors too is to um market themselves and to sell themselves the marketing end
3: is a black hole for sure Uh
2: because i think we've all been taught to be modest you know and you can't you can't have false humility and say you know You've got to say this is a great book, you know, and it's really difficult. I think that's the part the authors find the hardest when they first write. Well, within
1: our oh sorry, within our ahead. community, thank you. Uh, within our community, that's what we're trying to accommodate for, so that there's actually sections that you're supposed to say, "This is my proud me moment. This is my claim to fame. This I want to celebrate this," and so people can actually see you gloating and happy and like actually get inspired to focus in
4: on your work because you're proud of it. I, I right. think something important, well, over our, you know, few decades in, in business, one of the biggest takeaways that people can use to build their brand or so is the the whole notion that people follow people. Yeah. So if you right. can just be able to uh, showcase who you are as a person, then they'll connect to your products, your books, your services. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of people because it's exciting and i I know at the beginning and you get on a podcast or an interview and you just want to share everything about your book and what (laughs) the character's journey is and and everything else but if you actually step back and let people know who you are as a person then there's more opportunity for someone to say you know i want to read what they wrote because like they sound kind of cool or that's neat uh so that's a really big part of it and we built our community around that aspect to help people really just show who they are you know uh, walk the walk, talk the talk, and and then people will come to you.
2: Yeah, it has to be authentic, the authentic you, for sure. Right. Um, that's why we started this show, actually, was because we wanted people to meet the author and know the author. And once people know the author, they're going to want to read what they wrote. As you said, that was the whole premise for starting the show. Because actually, we've been asked to do a podcast about the paranormal <clears throat> and we were like, well we really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. we'd rather do a show about authors will that work And they said, well sure we said we really wanted to do this and and it's worked well because people are getting to know the authors. I mean it's a basic sales technique. if you don't if you're a salesperson, you're actually not selling the product. you're selling your client on you. You know, you're you're selling them on whether you're a reliable person, trust. whether you're an honest person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And whether you're going to take care of their needs and and you have to build that trust in that relationship. And once you do that, then they're always going to come back to you to buy to buy from you. As yeah. long as you've been ath- authentic yeah. and been right. truthful and upfront right. with them, you yeah. know, but if you're not, then. Forget about it. <laughs> but it's just the same with books. People need to get to know you. And then they'll want to read your book. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they like you. They connect with you. They see that you're a person. <laughs> like <Yeah>. them.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that you have all the same dreams and wants and desires and, you know, all of those things. It's a good thing, I think. Yeah.
3: Well, I think it's about time that we need to close up. Yeah, we went uh,
2: over time a little, but that's okay. That's okay.
3: Thank you so much for letting us get to know you a little bit. Yeah, It's been really fun. That's it fun. hasn't even been ridiculous.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and thanks, everybody yeah. in the audience. We appreciate you, as always. Joe Conjols' fastest hour of the week. Great show tonight. Thank you, Jeff and Mindy, and of course, Ryan. Welcome. Thank you, Joe. Paul Hollis says, another great show. Thanks, Joan, Thank Rob, Mindy, you. and Jeff. Thanks, C.W. Hawes said, good show, Rob and Joan. And thanks, Jeff and Mindy. Good advice. Thank you, C.W. <laughs> C.W. is red, I'm sure. He's read the, the Hitchhiker. Oh, yeah. No Hitchhiker's Guide that. to the Universe. Yeah. All
3: right. So we're going to move you over to the side, and we're going to close out here. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Hang around, and uh, we'll chat with you in a little bit here. I want to remind everybody to come back next week, same time here, 7 o'clock, for our visit with C.J. Peterson, author and publisher, Texas Sisters Press, and podcaster as well.
2: Is it still Texas Sisters Press when they've moved to Oklahoma?
3: Well, that (laughs) vote isn't all in on that. We'll we'll find that out. That's something we'll find out next week. Tune in, and and you will find out.
2: Yeah, there you go. John Adams. Hi, John. Hi, John. He says, well done. Thank you for sharing.
3: Thank you for joining us.
2: Yes. Indeed.
3: Okay. Any more
2: comments before we go off the air? This is your last shot. (laughs) Okay.
3: All righty. Well, until next time.
2: That's all, folks. Night. Live. Every Wednesday, your
5: Voice of Indie hosts, Beam Weeks and Stephen Gs, welcome authors, musicians, publishing industry pros, artists, and assorted creative guests for an exciting interactive hour. Call in during the show or post questions and comments on Twitter for responses in real time. Meet your favorite indie creators, learn inside tips, network, and promote your work. The link for each week's show is pinned on Twitter atop at Voice of Indie. And you can receive the link every Wednesday morning in your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter at FreshInkGroup.com. Check out Voice of Indie every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio and catch hundreds of episodes archived everywhere from our websites to our YouTube channel and Spotify.
1: Thank you for joining us here on Meet the Author. Make sure you stay up to date with our show by clicking like, follow, and share. And you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next time on WLFE DB.com.
5: You've been listening to WLFE DB.com, where our shows are your shows.